Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, my patron peoples. Uh, hey, patrons, thank you so much for the support. And uh, let's uh, keep the show. You keep the show. Sorry, patrons. I don't know if you heard that. I just had a hiccup. Uh, so that like it wasn't a hiccup. What's one word? Anyway, uh, thanks for and on with the show. Uh, Sleep With Me is also made possible by hard work of uh, Carl W., uh, who edits episodes, Chris Posty Poster, Sin from Sounds Like a Earful Studios, who edits episodes, does the theme music, Jonathan Mann is on her lullabies. Uh, you could commission a song from him at jonathanmann.net uh, for any special occasion you have coming up or a business uh, or a family thing. Uh, let's see what else. Kenny, Scotty, and Jennifer are on our honor, honor artwork. I'm at Dear Scooter on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, whatever app you use, you can share. Uh, thank you to those of you that do that right out of your podcast app uh, on social media. Uh, Eric and the team at Astound are on our website. We're part of uh, Night Vale Presents. Uh, you can check out all the great shows over there at nightvalepresents.com. And uh, the listeners have their own Facebook group. I want to thank the moderators over there, uh, uh, Keith and Stacy. Uh, Sarah and Laura, Julie and Jennifer, and that's it. Uh, let's uh, keep the show going. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever is keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, uh, you know, inside stuff, outside stuff, travel, changes in routine. Whatever is keeping you awake, I'd like to distract you from that. And what, what I'm going to do is send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use these lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, rusty meanders, uh, faded sleep dust, uh, ta- tangled tangents. I don't know if I've ever said that. They're over, you know, over alliteration. I'm the only person that they say easy on the alliteration. It's not ketchup scoots. And I say when it's coming out of my mouth, it's like if I could think of something that's alliterative with ketchup, I'm instantly brain, please, uh, I just say I've caught up with ketchup. My brain caught fight, but they say, uh, where was I? Oh, also, uh, mix-ups, plenty of mix-ups. So here's the thing. If you're new, podcast takes a few tries to get used to. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, it's a bit goofy or silly. And, yeah, I have gruffish, uh, creaky dulcet tones and rusty meanders. But I'm here to help. I'm here to take your mind off stuff. Try to win your trust. I, I'm not... I don't operate on the assumption you're going to trust me, because uh, why would you? You're in bed. You're having trouble falling asleep. Uh, and and give it a few tries if you're skeptical, and see if it helps you. Uh, but the way I help is, uh, let's see, this is, a, I'm already, this is a, usually the intros are different every time, but this one I'm already off uh, my normal topic. Uh, but if you're new, yeah, give it a few tries. I'm going to just uh, do a long intro. And then a bedtime story based on another podcast uh, to take your mind off stuff. Uh, and it, it should be just distracting enough to, to keep your mind off whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, 
but not so engaging that you have to listen. Uh, so that's one of the things. You don't need to listen to this podcast. You can listen in any manner you choose or what works for you. Uh, so you can uh, like uh, you can listen the whole time. I'll be here the whole time. You could tune me out. You could put me on uh, you know low. Uh, you could play me in the other room. However you wish to listen, uh, but I don't expect your full attention. I guess that's the thing. Uh, I don't expect you to listen to me or be super engaged. Uh, you know, just to listen at, at your leisure. So you don't need to listen, but you're also under no pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here about an hour, and uh, tonight's episode will be really, uh, really soothing, I think. Uh, so... Uh, I'll be here the whole time to keep you company, whether you're awake or asleep. I'll be putting in the work because uh, I really believe that's part of what the, makes the podcast work is that I'm here the whole time, whether you need to listen to me or not, to help. Uh, kind of like a friend. Like I, I call myself your boar friend sometimes, your boar bud, your boar sib, uh, your boar bestie, whatever term you're comfortable with. You could just say, uh, I think some people call me the boring guy or the boar guy. Uh, I've heard recently. So whatever works for you, uh, but you don't need to listen. No pressure to fall asleep. Uh, I'll be here for an hour. Uh, structurally, what to expect uh, is uh, the show starts off with a few minutes of business. Um, that's how we keep the show going. Uh, if you're new, not super important. If you're a regular listener, especially if you fall asleep fast, uh, please go to sleepwithmepodcast.com and look at our sponsors or become a patron because that's how the show keeps going. Uh, but if you're new, not a big deal. Uh, so that's a few minutes. Then there's an intro, which we're like five minutes into. The intros are usually about 12 minutes of me rambling and trying to make trying to earn your trust if you're new. And even that doesn't, even that takes like three different episodes usually. Cause uh, again, I'm a skeptical person. I, I think, uh, if you're skeptical about this, it's perfectly natural. And if it doesn't work for you, I'm sorry. Um, because, yeah, it doesn't work for everybody. Uh, but here's the thing. I hope and wish it does work for you. So so that's like, uh, like yeah, because I really truly believe you've, you deserve a good night's sleep. And I've been there, uh, unable to fall asleep. So I know how it feels. Uh, so structurally, oh, so the show starts off with uh, yeah, 12 minutes of business. Then after that, we're going to have a setup and then a bedtime story. Uh, based on a story from another podcast uh, here on Night Vale Presents. Uh, so we'll talk about that uh, later, a little later in the show. Uh, but yeah, that'll be like a meandering bedtime story that ends with some thank yous and good nights. There's a little business between the intro and the story, and that's about it. Uh, that's just structurally what to expect. Uh, and tonight's method is like, there's a lot of different methods I use, but yeah, tangled meanders is one I didn't even realize. Oh no, tangled tangents. Uh, my meander was so tangled, I forgot what it was. Uh, yeah, uh, like I do do tangled tangents. I don't know how many people, how many fisher people we have out there. I don't, I, I did go fishing when I was a kid, occasionally, like from shore. Like, because I wanted, you know, because I was trying to do my best, uh, Tuck, Tuck Finn, uh, what was it, Tom, <laughs> I'm kidding, Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer imitation. And I went a couple times fishing in a boat with some of my older cousins and uncles and, and my dad. But it wasn't like a major thing we did. And it, like, uh, I don't know, but but I know there's like fishing line. 
And I was always getting that tangled. And any kind of line or rope uh, or now had, you know, cords uh, or cords, I tend to get tangled. It's just a natural part of being me. I'm a natural tangle, tangling tangents and tangling stuff. Uh, you say, hey, you want your, do you need a hair tangler? Not a detangler. I, I called up Suave. Actually, don't call, uh, like, don't, don't just start dialing numbers with Suave at the end. There's a piece of, uh, but I called up their number. I said, hey, uh, at first, uh, don't, also don't call, call Suave and then make VO5 hot oil jokes, uh, cause I tried to do that, uh, I said, is oil hot? And they said, what? I said, the VO5 hot oil, is it hot or not? Uh, and then they hung up, and then I changed phones, called again. And they said, sorry about all those VO5 hot oil jokes. Uh, I said, it's just too hot to stop. I said, I just, like, once my mouth gets oiled uh, with hot oil. And they said, that's for your hair. And I said, yeah, I know. Uh, so they, they don't have a number anymore. So then I called another company that makes detangler. And I said, do you need, I said, what's your ad campaign? Cause all I know is you're next to the, uh, um, you know, the, the, the bath bubble bath stuff. And I said, no offense. I think you do. I think there's pretty much a monopoly nowadays on hair products, uh, for the most part in the supermarket where I get mine. But I think you're underperforming in your, I said, I'm, I may be a shareholder, but, but, or maybe not, but I think you're underperforming in the marketplace. And then I just started leaving voicemails. I learned after that call to just get all your ideas out into voicemails. Uh, so this was like more of even more uh, tangled tangents. Uh, but I said, you could start a campaign with me as the, the tangler. Uh, and then your detangler would, uh, could fix everything. It turns out that, yeah, it's not a profit. I said, what is in there? Water and something. I said, uh, what do you mean it's not profitable? I said, well, what kind of world do we live in where there's no marketing budget for detangler? And they said, can you look around? I said, can you see the, the message in my message? He said, this whole thing may be your fault that you've not been marketing detangler properly. And I'm here to fix everything. Uh, and they said, how? And I said, well, I'm really good at tangling things. And you never heard, I mean, holy cow, the, I, I, really these marketing, what are these called? Customer service people. It really is hard to get them to sigh for most people. I said, maybe, do you know anybody from the bridge of size? I said, I can make people sigh too. And then I said, I'm just really good at tangling things. I tangle tangents for a living, believe it or not, uh, and I said, I could use that in the commercial if you pay me. And you'd, I said, you'd have to pay me for the copywriting, too. Uh, you know, I could blow off, uh, like, I could have a t tangling spray, and we could have a showdown, you know, and I'd say, I tangle tangents for a living. And you could have the spaghetti western music. Um, I said, what about, I think there's an octopus on one of your bottles of detangler or bubble bath anyway, a friendly, kid-friendly one. I said, that could be the detangler, and maybe I would be the one, you know, kind of, uh, tan you know, causing tangles, because for an octopus, uh, that wouldn't be good. And then they said, well, I don't think this is a good use of my time. And I said, well, okay, well, you know, free marketing ideas don't come every day. And they said, you you think you really think you're the only person that calls these numbers with your marketing ideas? 
And I said, well, how many detanglers have you heard from? And then they laughed. They said, well, no, no. I said, that's right. Uh, they said, believe me. I, got, I said, I got a successful podcast. I've been, you know, I've been tangling tangents uh, going on five years. And it turned out it was a thanks or no thanks. And I said, well, my audience will just be the beneficiary of my tangled tangents. So if you're new, like, uh, it might have sounded like I, I have a procedure for tangling stuff, but it's just natural. It, like some people get, some people have natural charisma. Some people are just naturals. Uh, some people have a natural glow. Some people are naturally like uh, friendly, optimistic. Uh, you know, naturally, some people are, have natural grace. I've heard. You know, like uh, whatever they move with a lightness. Uh, naturally kind. Uh, there's a lot of good. Na- I, I'm naturally and I, I, I tangle things naturally. Like if, if I was with Watson and Holmes and I had a sidekick, he'd say, naturally tangled, my dear Scooter. Tangled naturally, my dear Scooter. And I'd say, that's right. Uh, you're going to have to get some scissors to get me out of this one, uh, Watson, or whoever, whomever it was. Uh, but in the podcast situation, these ta- tangled tangents are where you're kind of following me. I'm taking your mind off of stuff. You could see the label of the body wash or bubble bath in the grocery store. And you stop thinking about whatever's keeping you awake. And then I wind back around and I call up the number. And then you, at some point you wake up at breakfast tomorrow. And if you and your partner or one of your friends listens... You say, what was Scoots talking about in the podcast again? He's saying, well, VO5, a hot oil again. Uh, and then they'd say, did he say Vidal Sassoon and giggle? And they say, well, he did, but it was uh, very meta because he waited, uh, he saved it for extra punch. And, th- and then they said, did he say Vidal Sassoon? And I said, they said, no, he's never said it like that. He usually says it like, uh, Vavavum, Vidal, Vidal. He's never said Vidal either. Uh, did he say what in the name of Gore Vidal, Sassoon? And, and I, said, I don't know, I was asleep. Uh, you say, wh- who, what kind of kid becomes a man who's obsessed with VO5 hot oil? You say, thank goodness for Scoots and his tangled tangents. Puts me right to sleep. That's what a regular, that's the life of a regular listener. And they get constantly applause because they say, where'd you get that natural glow? And they say, it's not natural. It's uh, corny jokes about VO5 hot oil that put me to sleep, uh, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, there is a, the hair place. They say, man, you're holy follicles. Uh, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, your split hair is split uh, because there's none. What what happened? They say, well, I slept great. That's what happened. Uh, uh, you could thank Vidal Sassoon. Uh, I'm only laughing because it's so ridiculously not funny that uh, it cracks me up. Uh, Scooter, he's so unfunny. It's uh, almost funny. And I'm here to put a smile on your face, really. That's why I'm so goofy and silly is because I want to help. I want to lighten the pressure of bedtime because I've been there. So give the podcast a few tries. See if it can help you. Uh, because I strive, I work very hard, and I yearn to help you fall asleep. Thank you so much for coming by. And uh, before we get on with the show, just a couple of messages here of uh, how we get on with the show. 
All right, everybody. So tonight is going to be a special crossover episode with a podcast uh, by, by uh, Dr. Chuck Tingle here on Night Vale Presents. And I'm going to be doing a, a reading of uh, this uh, story on uh, Chuck's podcast, which is an adult-only podcast. So you can check it. This story that I'm going to do tonight as a part of Sleep With Me uh, will be as a Sleep With Me as it possibly gets. Uh, but you could check out uh, Chuck's podcast, which we'll link to in the show notes, uh, which uh, the name of it, much like Alice uh, isn't on the big farm, is uh, uh, Puffed by My Pillows by My Own Podcast. is uh, the podcast by Dr. Chuck Tingle. And uh, tonight I'm going to be doing uh, a, uh, a reading of Sleep With Me version. So very, very Sleep With Me version. So no worries. In fact, I'm doing this intro after I did the story, so I can't uh, tell you how sleep with me and sleepy it is. Uh, uh, my pillows are comforted by the realization that I'm okay and everything will be all right, uh, is by Chuck Tingle. But I do want to say a little bit about Chuck and his podcast and his stories, uh, especially for those of you that are unfamiliar with it or might be a little bit more on the, the, the G spectrum. You're an adult, but you say, well, I prefer G-level things. Uh, uh, because if you listen to Chuck's podcast or read any of his stories, uh, you'll quickly see that the DNA uh, that— uh, like, uh, like we may be related in somehow, like when they were like, uh, the same gene pool was, uh, was tapped for us. And I think that's a sensibility that uh, why I'm so proud to be a part of Night Vale Presents is, uh, that people say Chuck's is, is different. His stories are different than mine and they come at things from a totally different direction and they're not sleepy. They're stimulating, uh, and they're funny. Uh, but they also just have this, this thing that I'm not sure I ever encountered before in this angle about it uh, that I've never encountered before. And if you want to get a taste of it first, because you, you're you're a little bit more on that G side, which is okay. Like, just check out the Wikipedia article maybe about uh, Dr. Chuck Tingle or Chuck Tingle or Tinglers. And then be open-minded and check it out. Uh, but I do want to say that because really... Uh, you probably can hear the smile on my face. It's just like uh, so strange to encounter someone that does something so much different than you. But at the same time, you say, how are these similar in some intangible way that even I can't put my finger on? But I say, holy cow, like uh, this is like what I'm doing, but not uh, not at all like what I'm doing. I mean, I think that's what I, I maybe I already said. It's like this shared sensibility or this shared... Uh, I don't know, weird delight uh, in a good way. Uh, so, uh, like, uh, enjoy this episode because I really enjoyed making it, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy sleeping to it. Uh, thanks, and uh, and you can check out Chuck's podcast on NFL Presents, and I'll have a link to Chuck's website, too. And I, don't, I actually don't have permission to call him D- Dr. Tingle, uh, paging Dr. Tingle. As we uh, head into this story, paging Dr. Tingle. Okay, this is a Sleep With Me version of uh, original story by Chuck Tingle. Uh, and I'll be performing the original story on uh, Chuck's podcast. Uh, and you can also find the original story on uh, Amazon or wherever you purchase your ebooks. books uh, 
But uh, this story is uh, my pillows are comforted by the realization that I'm okay and everything will be all right. Uh, based on an original story by Chuck Tingle that you could find uh, on Amazon or wherever you purchase your ebooks or on uh, Chuck's podcast, I'll be doing the original version. I can't believe you're really doing it, my friend Largo says, staring out across the ocean from our comfortable spot on a wooden park bench. The seat below us feels firm and comforting, this dry land more stable than anything I expect to feel for the next few weeks on the water. I'm really doing it, I assure my friend, turning to face him so he can see the seriousness in my eyes. I know, I know you think uh, that it's an interesting idea. I know everyone thinks it's an interesting idea. But I just got to get out of here, out on the water. I wouldn't be surprised if Largo started to laugh at me. But instead he just nods in begrudging acceptance. Uh, things change quickly these days, and even my most optimistic friends have been tossing and turning uh, I think, you know, they've been listening to Needing to Sleep With Me podcast. Uh, human existence is never easy. It's all so human-y. And lately, it seems like the world's doing everything it can uh, to really put the hue, hue in humanity. you got environmental stuff, economic stuff, uh, and all that voting stuff and the new stuff uh, every single day. And uh, you just want to get in bed and turn out the lights and press play. Uh, in a moment of frustration, I took everything I owned and I sold it all. That money was put towards buying a small island just off the coast of California. An outcropping of rocks is so barren and unusable that even I was about to afford it. I'd been told that the possibility of development on the island is slim to none, and that power or running water is completely impossible. But at least I'll be far away from all this uh, getting in bed and, and trying to get comfortable stuff uh, that makes up our modern world. Out there, away from the mainland, I'll finally be completely alone. I'll miss you, buddy, Largo tells me as if, as if reading my mind. Uh, deep down, you know, some part of me says, man, it's, it's a good time for me to get out of here. I know that setting sail is the right thing to do, but it's been difficult saying goodbye to my friends and family. Right now, Largo's the only, my last goodbye. I'll miss you too, I inform him, but I gotta get out of here. The world is, uh, you know, it's the old handbasket and an H-E-C-K, and uh, I want to get a pillow and press play. My friend smirks a bit. It's not so bad. Not so bad, I encounter, and uh, my volume goes up more than I intended. Did you have you watched the tube at all? Or they're not tu- they're not even tubes anymore. I say, could you believe it? They co- I used to call this thing a tube, and now I'm not even sure what it's even made of. Is it LCDs or LEDs? I just gotta get you know that you know what I'm saying. That's it for me. And screen I'm going screen free. Largo raises his hand in submission. Okay, okay, I understand what you're saying. It's hard to deal with, but it's not all bad. I lift a single eyebrow. Tell me one good thing about the confusion around screens. Friendship, Largo replies. Netflix, communication, movies, 
TV shows, Olympics, all that stuff uh, we watch on screens together. Uh, friendship, buddy. I let out a long sigh. You could come with me, I tell him. There's enough room on the island for two, and the boat has plenty of food to make the trip. Largo scoffs. I've seen pictures of your island. No thanks, churn. I nod in acceptance. For the next while, my friend and I sit in silence, enjoying the peaceful motion of the waves before us as they pulse gently across the beachfront. It's a beautiful scene, yet I still can't get the nagging feeling out of the back of my mind that something uh, something is nagging, you know. Uh, that uh, maybe I will miss screams and friendship. My mind begins in a place of comfort and moves to the more tossing and turning state. Uh, puffing pillows and saying, do I have enough pillows on this boat? Uh, what's it all about, these pillows? I start to think about the immense size of time and sweat forms across my forehead. I need to get out of here, I think, again, and out into the ocean where none of this uh, stuff, uh, you know, where I just calm, calm waves, sweet, sweet waves, so calm. Uh, like being on the beach, but you're in the beach. You are right, Largo interjects, breaking through my thoughts. I nod. It's time to set sail. Come on down to the dock and see me off. I stand and start towards the beach, Largo following closely behind. There's a dock nearby where my sailboat has been tied, a modest vessel but large enough to comfortably get me where I'm going. There's enough supplies loaded onto the ship so that I can construct a small hut when I arrive, and enough food to last me a few weeks until I get my fishing and agriculture situation sorted out. Eventually, my friend and I arrive at the dock, strolling down its wooden planks as the breeze as the flickers our skin. Oh, that sweet sea breeze. As sweet as the sea breeze degreasing my face. Uh, my pores feel open and clean, uh, relieved. Uh, uh, they, they exult, and for a moment, I feel a minor twinge of relaxation. Hopefully this is a sign of more to come. Everyone at work wanted me to tell you goodbye, Largo offers as we stand by the side of my boat. I can tell he's holding something back, not giving me the full story. Oh yeah? I question. Largo grins. Well, they said that, but they also wanted me to tell you, don't go. There's so many screens here, so many screens to watch, so many screens to take in, to touch, to clean. You know, screen can reflect to you, or me, or the two of us, or all of us at work sitting side by side during a presentation. But I figured I'd skip all that uh, melodrama if you're not going to listen. The words are kind, but the simple mention of work makes me say, Oh, Seabreeze, uh, take me away like Calgon used to take away my mother and her mother before that. Okay, then, I finally say, offering Largo an awkward hug. The two of us embrace for a moment and then pull away. Until next time, Largo replies with a slight wave. I untie the ropes and climb into my boat, casting off. Uh, not sure if I should say ahoy or aloha. Uh, we both know uh, that I don't know when the next time I'll see Largo or screens again. I may sing Key Largo 
when I miss him, but I don't have a song to sing to the screens. But we pretend convincingly, nonetheless. And he does say bye, and I say ahoy. And then I decide to to do a conductor motion, like I'm a choo-choo train, even though I'm in a boat. And now I'm drifting further and further away from the shore. I don't know if it was the pizza tapes where I first heard that or somewhere else. Uh, uh, maybe Jerry Garcia was playing the mandolin or maybe that was a, that David guy. And uh, I expect the modern world to drift away as well. Uh, but uh, screens and friends like Largo and co-workers said uh, to stay exactly where they started. Give it time, I think to myself. I set a course for my tiny island and then watched the seemingly endless horizon before me, happy to be on my way. Behind, Largo continues to wave until he's nothing more than a tiny pinpoint in the distance. I take a deep breath, uh, the sea air filling my lungs with a natural sense of rejuvenation. Out here, none of my doubts and worries will be able to find me. Out here, it's just me and the ocean. Not another screen for miles and miles. I begin to hum a song, just making it up as I go along, while the ship drifts onward, every second taking me further and further away from the mainland. From screens and screen-related stuff, uh, and I didn't even think about that whole blue light thing till right now, as I look into the sweet, sweet blue sky. And I think I could take a drink from that sky, and the drink would probably taste good. And I realize I haven't thought about screens for 45 seconds till I just saw the screens again. And then I look at the ocean, one giant screen. And I wonder if uh, that's the sky looking back at me, or some mer, mer people are saying, Hey, uh, get it going, churn. Have a great trip. And I say, uh, sure, too. And I do another choo-choo motion, like a conductor pulling on some sort of whistle. I continue to hum, and soon the minutes turn into hours, the sun moving farther and farther across the sky until it eventually begins to descend towards the horizon line, changing the color of the surrounding blue to a blossomy red and violet. It's a beautiful sight, but in this moment of wonder... I can't help notice a, a turtle right off the port bow, or is it the starboard bow? Uh, I think I'd like to hang out with a turtle, but then I rub my eyes and look again, trying to make out the shape that bobs gently in the waves, some 40 yards off the front of my boat, and miles and miles from land in any direction. But it's quite possible this could be nothing more than a log that looks like a turtle. Still, there's something about it that gives me pause, a turtle-like angularity that seems nothing short of wonderful. Closer and closer I get until I'm right upon the object, looking down over the side of the boat with great concern. Hey there, comes a relaxed voice. The figure in the water is now in full view, revealing himself to be the word OK. O-K-A-Y in huge, well-defined letters. The word is wearing a pair of sunglasses and sipping on a tall glass of chocolate milk as he lays out on an inner tube. 
half submerged in the sweet, sweet warm waters of that uh, lovely, lovely blue, blue of the ocean. Oh, my goodness, I stammer. Are you okay? How long have you been out here? I'm great, the word says with a smile. It's you that I'm curious about. I narrow my eyes with great concern. What are you saying? I'm doing great on this boat. Just dandy, floating out here in the middle of the ocean, screen-free and fancy screen-free. Everything's fine, the word informs me and takes a long sip from his chocolate milk. The living collection of letters savors his taste of this cool liquid, closing his eyes and drinking until the entire glass is drained. So you're just relaxing, I question, still completely taken off guard. The word nods. I sure am. By now, my boat has floated close over close enough uh, to the inner tube for the word to grab a hold, which he does. Carefully, the sentient word climbs up into my boat, gently finding a place to sit his glass and then sitting casually on the edge. He removes his sunglasses. My name is uh, Cortine James, offers the word, and I'm here to comfort you. I laugh. I'm already comfortable, I inform him. I'm more than comfortable. I've been more than comfortable than I've been in a long, 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 long time, especially given the fact that, that I'm out here in the ocean and I don't have to think about LEDs or LCDs or UHD or 8K. Uh, just a sweet, sweet ocean. Uh, all right, all right, fair enough, Cortine says soothingly. I just wanted to let you know you're going to be okay. You have the power to keep plowing ahead and to be part of the change that you seek, especially if you turn around and uh, go back and learn to turn the screens off when you need to. <laughs> Me? I retort, yeah, right. It's true. You're perfectly capable of overcoming the odds in your daily life and maybe even changing how the world deals with screens if you continue to lead by example. There's something a little too preachy about the message that Cortine is sending my way, and my eyes instinctively narrow in response. Who are you, really? I ask. Cortine, the word replies. I'm the living manifestation of the realization you're okay, and everything will be all right. I throw my hands up in the air, brimming with, uh, brims, brimming. I knew it, I blurred. Did Largo send you, or was it someone from work? Cortine shakes his head. You manifested me, he explains. Nobody else. I take in a deep breath and let out a long sigh, wondering exactly how to approach this. Well, you're not really relaxing me, Cortine, with your chocolate milk drinking and your proclamation. And how'd you even get an inner tube out of here? I got an island to get to. Uh, you got to worry about things the less, uh, Cortine counters, uh, put the tube on the back page. And besides, what's the point of worrying about those things? Uh, if you want to do what's right when it comes to screens or to life, uh, worrying and fretting is not turning things off. I'm not just worrying. I'm leaving, I explain. Okay, Cortine counters. I shrug. Well, if you don't like that, you can get off my boat. Uh, 
Fourteen nods and then rolls backwards off the ledge and hits the sweet, sweet water with a loud splash. The manifestation of the realization that I'm okay and everything will be all right starts to float away, smiling and waving as he goes. I shake my head, frustrated by the optimism of this unusual being. Not only was Cortine annoying, he was slowing my boat down. Annie left his chocolate milk just sitting here. Uh, and how do you, why was he in an inner tube with water anyway? I collect myself and then refocus on the horizon before me, trying to push away any thoughts regarding this sentient concept of floating by himself out in the great wide ocean. Unfortunately, this is a much more difficult task than I would have initially thought. My brain is getting the best of me out here. And I'm thinking, I'm wondering if uh, Cortine's going to miss his chocolate milk and uh, maybe I should give him a ride. The living word might be fine with this situation, but I'm not. Can't just let the word okay tube around on its own, just tube, tube, tubing. I roll my eyes and swiftly adjust course, turning the boat around and eventually turning to, returning to the spot where Cortine rolled overboard. The living okay is still floating there in the water, happily as can be, after somehow finding his inner tube once again. Are you ready to listen? Cortine asks. Are you ready to listen? I counter. Cortine shrugs. The next few minutes, me and the living manifestation of the realization that I'm okay and everything will be all right have a silent standoff. Neither one of us willing to move the conversation forward. Still, we're still standing off. Yeah, I better talk just to fill the air. Scoot's here, just filling up this air while uh, our main character and Cortine have a silent standoff. Uh, okay, here it comes back. Finally, I crack. Get in, I say. Cortine smiles and then climbs back into the boat once more, patting me enthusiastically on the back when his cold, wet hand causing me to say, whoo, that was a little bit chilly. See, the word shouts excitedly, you still got some hope left in you. I shake my head. Don't make me regret uh, getting you and putting you back on board. Cortine chuckles. You didn't save me because everything's going to be just fine. Well, I couldn't just leave you out there tube, tube, tubing in the ocean when I have a whole island, uh, and you're just four letters, and I couldn't understand if you were four interconnected letters. Uh, or you, I, I was thinking, uh, are you the letters O, K, A, and Y? And uh, how is that related to you being the living, living manifestation of uh, more than just what the letters in the word represent? And then I was thinking, could oh, what if like is it okay to just leave okay to be okay? And uh, what if okay decided you changed your mind about screens and watching a screen here on the boat or on my island or somewhere else out there? You were on a screen looking at the sky, which was a screen at sunset, a beautiful, beautiful screen, and now it's dusk and the. The sky is beyond Ultra HD, beyond 8K, uh, beyond anything else. But, I, you know, I just thought I'd come and get you. And, I, you know, I also worried uh, you'd miss me, maybe. 
Well, you came along, Cortine retorts. But what if I didn't? What, what, what would you have done then? Just paddle and, with your hands? Uh, you don't even have hands. Uh, how are you going to paddle with an O and a Y? Because your K and A are kind of sitting in the middle of the tube. The living manifestation of the realization that I'm okay and everything will be all right shrugs. Sure, I might have had to paddle somewhere. Sure, I wouldn't have had a screen to watch. I don't even have anywhere to plug it in, as a matter of fact. And yeah, my chocolate milk's sitting here in its glass waiting for me to finish it up to savor every bite. Every sip, it's thick enough to bite and chew and savor. And I knew you'd come to pick me up either way. Maybe you even wanted me to splash you with a little bit of water, but, I, you know, I can't just reach overboard and splash you while I'm trying to make a point because I am, uh, the letters OK, A and Y. I suppose he's right, but I say nothing in return. Uh, you know, sometimes people get out in tubes and they think too much instead of uh, not thinking at all. And maybe sometimes you don't have to do either one. Maybe something in the middle, like at dusk, uh, when the sky and the ocean seem like they're in the middle of one another, explains Courtine. Floating is really easy. We naturally do it, uh, but when you're thinking, you're still floating, but you're not really floating. <sighs> well, fine, I get it. Do you really? Asked the living collection of letters. I mean, yeah, I get that. I get what you're saying, I, I admit. Uh, Cortine smiles. What about the fact that you're going to be okay? Do you get that? I shake my head. That's fine. The living manifestation of the realization that I'm okay and everything will be all right says, it's okay to be frustrated and anxious and confused. It's also okay to take a moment and remind yourself that you're probably going to be just fine. Uh, when the waves get waving, uh, when the screens get, have their volume go up during commercials and you say to yourself, what in the hay? Remember, for the most part, things are moving in a pretty good direction. Because at the end of the day, love always wins. I hate to admit it, but this optimistic manifestation is actually making a lot of sense right now. So it's okay for me to think about this stuff, uh, and it's okay for me to have feelings about this stuff, and it's okay for me to process this, uh, but it's okay for me to just float too? I ask him, a little confused. It's all okay, Cortine tells me. Stepping towards me slightly, it's all going to be fine. The living word opens his arms wide and wraps me tightly in his welcome embrace. What at once was seemed cold and frigid is now warm, filling me with a sense of comfort I haven't felt in years. I realize now that while the future is still unknowable, I'm currently okay. Worrying isn't going to do me any favors without positive action behind it. Everything's fine, Cortine says. I nod in acceptance. The longer that the living manifestation of the realization that I'm okay and everything will be all right holds me here, however more this comfort turns into something even more powerful, a potent emotion 
filling me with relaxation with the essence of the letters O and K and A and Y. I suddenly let out a big sigh of relief. Uh, Everything's fine, Cortine repeats. I know it is, I finally accept. Uh, I love this world, the world of screens and of uh, work and and people and human stuff. Uh, I want to be a part of it, an even bigger part of it. I want to go back and I want to fight for love. That sounds really nice, the manifested concept replies soothingly. No more island. No more island, I confirm with a nod. I reach over, and I realize our long, drawn-out hug has become something more. Uh, And I reach across uh, the letters O, the letters K, the letters A, and the letters Y, something more now. And I take the wheel of the boat, and I turn us around to head back to shore. I think it's time... To take a snoozy snooze, I finally tell Cortine. I mean, we're headed back to the world of screens soon, but it's going to take us a little while to get there. Uh, yeah, I know there's good things on screens, and there's other things on screens. Cortine says, why don't you quit using that word uh, and uh, give me another hug? And I tell Cortine uh, that I have something else in mind, and we go down below my ship, uh, where in the front of the bow of the boat, I made it into a giant uh, squishy bed. Uh, Thick foam mattresses cover the floor, uh, covered in the cleanest, uh, the sweetest sheets you've ever seen. And there's blankets there, uh, just the right amount, and Cortine says, what are you doing? Uh, what are we up to? And I say, it's, it's time to take a nap. I have the ship on autopilot. Uh, and I take the letters O and Y in my hand, and I begin to puff them. And I said, I didn't even realize you were a puffy, puffy pillow. Not only are you a manifestation you're also a physical, you're bigger, like a, a kind of like a body pillow. Holy moly, I've never been puffed before, Cortine said. And I say, just wait, Cortine. Have you ever had someone sleep on you before as a pillow? Because uh, you're about to go from manifestation to enabling a sound to sound a nap asleep. And Cortine makes a sound that I can only say uh, was a manifestation of the relief uh, Cortine was feeling. And at first I tuck my ear in the O, and I get comfortable. I let my cheek sink in. It's it's an O-shaped pillow that is also the letter O. And uh, it feels good. And then I take uh, with my right arm in the crook of my elbow... The uh, A and the Y, and I wrap it around my side because that's how I like to sleep, at least when I'm at first at doing that. And I could feel this is the first uh, pillow, the sentient pillow I've had contact with in a long time, and particularly the first time I've slept with a letter shaped pillows. 
that is only one pillow. And Cortine says, uh, let your head sink in a little bit more. And I say, okay. And I can't believe it. I'm, uh, uh, even more comfortable. My head is sinking in with a little bit more comfort. And I say to Cortine, I, I forgot to ask, uh, what kind of pillow are you? Like, what's in here? And uh, Cortine kind of laughs, a chuckle, and says, uh, why don't you just relax and unwind? Because uh, what's in here is the essence of everything is going to be okay and you're going to be all right. Uh, so let your head sink a little bit more. And get even more cozy. And I do. I take my left shoulder and I rub it against the side of Cortine's O. And I really lean in, getting more and more comfortable, more and more snuggled in. I kick my right foot out from under the blanket. And at the same time, use the bottom of Cortine's Y to flick the blankets up over my right shoulder so that I'm both uh, got a breeze on my foot uh, and the warmth of the blankets uh, over my upper body. And Cortine says, that's nice. And I say to Cortine, I want you to feel the physical manifestation of two beings uh, relaxing and chilling. And Cortine says, uh, well, I'm, I think I'm just supposed to be manifested. I don't think I'm supposed to be observing manifestations. And I say, who's thinking now? I said, you don't have any eyes to close, but you do, Fourteen. I want you to sit here against me. And then I move the blanket so Cortine can feel like one branch of the Y out under the blanket, like my right foot, exposed to the air, exposed to the comfortable sea breeze just drifting in. And I say, do you notice anything, Cortine? And Cortine says, uh, it feels all right. And I say, it does. And I say, can you hear anything out there? And Cortine says, I don't know. And I say, that's because we're talking right now. I said, while I'm talking, also listen outside of the boat, which because this is a sleep podcast, we have to do both at the same time. And Cortine says, huh? And then I say, do you hear that? And Cortine says, the lapping of the water against the sides of the boats. And I say, yes, what else? Uh, Cortine says, the playful splash of a wave. Uh, breaking over another wave and i say yes uh, and i say what else uh, tell me more and cortine says uh, the call of a seagull uh, saying i think i see a glass of chocolate milk on that ship and maybe i'll go down there and take a sip uh, and i say yes uh, was that a very was that a boat friendly glass with an extremely heavy bottom so it won't tip even if a seagull lands on it and cortine says yeah that glass is going to be okay and i say that chocolate milk will be okay and cortine says i wonder if that seagull will be okay drinking that chocolate milk and i say 
I observed the glass before we came down here, and it won't be able to get its beak in there, so it's nothing to really worry about. So I say, let's uh, get more comfortable. And Cortine says, I didn't know how I could get any more comfortable. And I say, well, we changed positions now. And Cortine says, why would you change positions when this one's so perfect? And I say, just part of getting comfortable. And I said, have you ever seen a cat before? Because you're cool as a cat, Cortine. And Cortine says, uh, I've, uh, I can manifest an image of a cat in my mind. And I say, cats like to need their beds. Uh, I do it a little bit slower. So I want to prepare you for what's going to happen next, Cortine. I'm going to hold you a little bit tighter. And then with my right elbow uh, is what it's going to be holding you. My right hand will be cradling your O against my chest. Uh, my left hand will be cradling the blankets against my left shoulder. I'm going to kick us into the air, which I call a whale breach. Uh, it's just like a whale out in the ocean. And the Cortine gasps and says, I just heard a whale breach out in the ocean. And I said, me too. Get ready. And then I do my patented changing sleep position move, which is to jump my whole body up. Uh, and while I'm in the air, I pull Cortine even closer. And I wrap my blankets around my left side. And then for some reason, I kick my right knee out so my legs are like a figure four. And uh, I tuck the Y of Cortine below my rib cage, up against my hip even. So now we're even closer. I also do another move where instead of putting my head on Cortine, I decide to put my head against the cool, uh, soft uh, sheet mattress. Uh, and Cortine is just uh, touching my neck into the side of the back of my head. And Cortine says, uh, that was exciting. And I say, yeah, that was a breach move. Sometimes I'll do it while I'm asleep even. And then I kick my left foot to loose the blanket from my left, uh, you know, left foot so it has some air. So now my left and my right feet are exposed to the sea breeze. And Cortine says, what about me? And I said, well, this is your first nap. Uh, I say, well, you're maybe not the best idea for you to be exposed to sea breeze until you get used to napping. And I say, I want you to get even more comfortable with Cortine because we're going to manifest the motion of the boat now. It's rocking and it's churning forward, moving forward towards love, as you said. I said, can you feel the boat? Uh, can you hear the churning of the water, not just the kiss of the waves? Uh, can you feel the rock of the waves and the motion of the boat? Cortine pauses, uh, listening and sensing. I feel uh, the words, uh, muscles or whatever is underneath the surface, uh, manifesting itself, uh, both relax and tense at the same time. And Cortine says, I feel the motion of even the earth. My mind is blown, and 
I say, what in the heck? That's a b- 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 pronounced. I don't even have words to describe. Uh, I think I do too. And I say, get even more comfortable now, Cortine. I said, what is the motion of the boat saying? Cortine says, proving. He said, proving what? And Cortine says, proving love is real. And I said, that's what we're bound to. I said, I want you to feel the manifestation of the sheets, uh, of the bed, of the boat, of the water, of the sea breeze, of the sky, of the clouds in the sky, of the line on the horizon, of the motion of the boat. Uh, what is all of it saying? And Cortine says, you already know. And I said to Cortine as I patted uh, the side of the O, I said, well, you are the realization that I'm okay and everything will be all right. Uh, But you're shaped like an O, K, A, and Y. So you're the manifestation of that, but you're also the symbol of that, but you're also kind of the representation of that. And I said, we're on the way back uh, to the world, uh, to that human stuff together, the, the, the SCR to the E to the E to the N, Cortine. And he, Cortine says, yep, uh, we are. And I said, you are okay. Really, and I'm okay, and I know uh, I'm okay, and everything will be all right right now. Together in this bed, relaxing. We're not drifting, but I can feel the drift because the boat does drift even while it's moving forward. And I say, you know, it would would help uh, everyone else out there realize that they're okay and everything will be all right. and Cortine says, a living manifestation for them. And they say, well, I learned something today. I was out there on the water, uh, full of doubt, uh, ready to turn my back on the world. And in some sense, Cortine, my, my world, my back was turned on that world. And then a funny thing happened. I met a living manifestation of the realization that I'm okay and everything will be all right. And I said, no, thank you. And then something called to me. Maybe it was the glistening of the edge of a glass of chocolate milk. Maybe it was a cool, cool look uh, in your eyes behind those sunglasses. I'm not sure what it was, but I do know something called me back. And then I learned something. And uh, Cortine said, uh, did you realize something? Realize that you're okay and everything will be all right? I said, no, I didn't. I felt that. Uh, I felt that awaken in me, stir uh, deep inside me. I, I, I felt it resonate within my core and then emanate outward to even my fingertips. And now, as we rest together, uh, it, you know, it was even more comforting. And Cortine says, are you going somewhere with this? And I say, I am. And he says, we return to that world together because I need you, Cortine. 
You might have awakened this within me, but I need a reminder. Cortine gasps again. And Cortine also says, I think I fell asleep for 1.5 seconds. Uh, and I said, well, you didn't miss anything. Why are we going back? Uh, and Cortine says, to prove love is real. And I kiss Cortine on the side of the O uh, where uh, uh, I assume where Cortine's forehead would be. And I get comfortable with my chin underneath the side of the O. My nose uh, tucked beneath it, uh, right on that uh, muscle between your armpit and your back. Uh, I can't figure out if it's uh, part of the A or the K or the Y holding me there, but I know it feels good, real good. And I know I feel okay, and I say to myself, everything will be all right. I'm here, I'm drifting, I'm talking. And then I feel it uh, against my chest, in my chest. Uh, I hear it, I sense it, I can almost even smell it. Uh, but at my core, that sympathetic vibration, uh, Cortine is asleep and not just asleep in that deepest syrupy sleep of a Saturday or Sunday afternoon nap. Uh, that sleep where you are comforted by the realization that you are okay and you are going to be all right because you are the living manifestation of the realization that I'm okay and everything will be all right. And you're here with me and I'm drifting and the boat is rocking and I'm just saying it over and over again. I'm okay. This feels good. We could spread this around and then everyone wouldn't need anything more. We could prove love is real just by, you know, I, you know, do, do, I don't, I don't know. We'll work on that plan later. Right now, I just want to enjoy drifting away. Here, with an okay, is something so much more than that. Uh, uh, sweet, sweet, a deep, deep sleep uh, as we drift off uh, and return to shore. Good night. Uh, I want to thank everybody that became a patron uh, in the past week. Uh, Emmeline, Lauren Graham, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Tosh, Tracy, and Tony with an I, thank you, thanks, and good night. Hazel, Matthew, and Randy, thank you, thanks, and good night. Raj, Hannah, and Lori, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Pawan, uh, the Bat, and Teresa, thank you, thanks, and good night. Jamie, Aaron, and Taya, thank you, thanks, and good night. Christy, Kimberly, and Alexandra, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, LB Rink, uh, Sue, and Gail, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Syed, Katie, and Lori, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Kivy, uh, Tim, and Chris, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Tiffany, Nancy, and Kimberly, thank you, thanks, and good night. Andrew, LJ, and Terry, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Nick, Lisa, and Kristen, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Lois, Richard, and Andrea, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Carol, Logan, and Warren, 
Thank you, thanks, and good night to Tony, Stephen, and Friedrich. Thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Anne, Crystal, and uh, Lorana. Thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, John, Gemmett, and Tracy. Thanks, and thanks, and good night. Uh, Lily, Anakin, and Mia. Thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Sarah, Tori, and Courtney. Thank you, thanks, and good night. Francie. Uh, Davave and uh, Karen, thank you, thanks, and good night. Allison, Thomas, and Karen. Uh, Jay, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Tana, Samantha, and Kevin, thank you, thanks, and good night. Nancy, Abigail, and Stephen, thank you, thanks, and good night. Joe, Laura, and Nicole, thank you, thanks, and good night. Marissa, Mark, and Laura, thanks, and good night. Rebecca, Scott, and Amy, thanks, and good night. Uh, Bartal, Isla, and uh, Wendy, thanks, thanks, and good night. Rochelle, Michelle, and Natasha, thanks, thanks, and good night. Blake, Dan, and Andra, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Maeve, Amy, and Sherry, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Rodney, uh, Jess, and Jory, thank you, thanks, and good night. Mipsy, Tyler, and Pidge, uh, thank you, thanks, and good night. Thanks, everybody, for supporting the show on Patreon. And on Venmo, I want to thank uh, Joan and Anya. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for supporting the show. And good night. Sleep with me as a part of uh, Night Vale Presents. Check out all of the amazing shows over at nightvalepresents.com. Uh, uh, we're all happy to be a part of the Night Vale family. Good night.